Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Have Failed with me, Sam Vader, where, I mean, before we get started this week, um, I have a few announcements to make. Uh, the first one is that, as of recording this, You Have Failed has officially hit 2,000 lifetime listens. Now this is an amazing accomplishment. Um, genuinely, if you would have told me, you know, way back when this show started, um, that I'd get 10 listens, um... Frankly, I would have laughed in your face. Um, and still now, uh, hearing that I've got 2,000, I don't quite believe it. Um, and th that's a massive thank you to you, the listeners. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in, uh, whether it's week in, week out, or just for a r random topic every now and again uh, that you find interesting or want to hear about. Um, thank you so much for making uh, all of this possible. It really does fill me with a lot of joy and satisfaction and I can't think of the right word sorry I'm not very good at expressing myself when it's not in a rant or talking about a fictitious character when it's actual feelings that I feel just personally on a normal level I really struggle so I, <laughs> genuinely it means the world to me thank you thank you so much um secondly and this really coincides quite nicely actually with the 2000 lifetime listens um as of recording this it's currently Monday the 8th uh no fuck yeah no I'm right Monday the 8th of February this obviously episode goes out on Tuesday the 9th of February but on Wednesday the 10th of February it is actually the one year anniversary the birthday if you will of you have failed as a show that is when our first episode uh, the legacy of arrow aired um, a year ago uh, that really shit episode please don't listen to it it's awful um, both audio quality and just everything I said I mean I agree with my points but Jesus Christ it just don't don't go there but no honestly the year in a year this show has grown so much as i said 2000 um lifetime listens is incredible in a year and this next year is going to be bigger better and you know the only way is up so thank you thank you so much and the third announcement it's not as grand i suppose but maybe a bit more titanic not as in the boat let's move along anyway um up until uh, I can't think of a date. Sometime in March, April, no, May, May, right? Basically, this show will from now on until partway through May be completely dedicated to Attack on Titan because uh, obviously we're in the final season. Attack on Titan seems to be quite popular um, with the listeners at the moment. So I'm going to listen to feedback and looking at what the numbers are showing and continue with a bit of a trend of Attack on Titan because that is when the current 16 announced episodes of Attack on Titan um will be finishing i highly doubt that uh that will be the end of the series because looking at it we got episode nine today um which only gives us seven more episodes left i don't think they'll be able to get to the ending in that amount of time so they'll probably announce more but up until that point maybe a bit afterwards just to process everything that's happened thus far in the final season i will be focusing solely on attack on titan which i'm sure none of you will complain about and neither will i this is without a doubt the best show and journey i've uh, ever been on um so yeah, that's going to be the main focus. Obviously, when the manga finishes, which will be in April, I might do a special episode based on that uh, non-spoiler review of the manga. Although, I don't really plan on looking up the ending too much. I just need to know if Eren and Levi survive so I can know whether, like, how much emotional processing and therapy I'm going to need to go through just to uh, accept what's going on. Um, and then when obviously the show does resume, if it does, and these 16 aren't the end like I think they are, 
I would once again cover Attack on Titan right up until the finale from there on, um, giving it the proper attention it deserves. Um, yeah, because it's an incredible show and it really does does deserve everything. Um, it deserves so the show is dedicated to that from here on out until the end of the 16 episodes. If that is the finale, that'll probably be it from until I revisit it maybe in a few years' time or a year's time um, or just temporarily until we get a second half of season four from me to talk about um but now before we get on with the episode proper which as you know by this point is definitely about attack on titan i would do the normal thing saying that black lives matter is still a very important cause to us here at sigil arts we still believe in the cause fighting for the cause so please do show your support by going to websites such as www.blacklivesmatter.com or using the hashtags black lives matter or hashtag uh, BLM on um, social media to keep the conversation going. Uh, Without the way, Attack on Titan. Now, sort of the format's going to be a bit different to normal now because I'm doing it a weekly thing. Um, I'm going to be basically talking about the episode that came out the day or a few days before I record. In this case, I'm going to be talking about the last two weeks' episodes. Obviously, last week I didn't have an Attack on Titan episode. I had an episode with the lovely Martina. If you haven't listened to that yet. Please do go, do go check that out. Me and Martina had a lot of fun recording that. She did. And uh, I think we had so much fun that we want to do another one at some point. We just don't have a topic to talk about. Not as of yet. Not that we have nothing to talk about. You know, we chat uh, fairly regularly. Um, not that, to be fair, we stayed on topic uh, that time anyway. But that's not the point. Um, so, yeah, this week I'll be talking about episode 8 and 9. And then at the end, maybe a bit about the one, the only, Elin Jaeger. So, um, yeah, episode episode eight was, um, yeah, fuck Gabby, right? I, right, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you can't hate her, she's just a kid, you know, she's just a... Right, I get it, okay? They're like, oh, we're in the same situation. I'm like, okay, one, we've had four seasons to get to know the Paradise characters and sympathise with them, so why would I feel as bad for a character I just met who is part of the people that tormented the people on Paradise for years, right? Also, Falco literally said to Gabby, look, like, we did the same to them. We can't really, like, this is just a cycle of violence. We can't do this. And, yeah, no, she still, spoilers, shot Sasha, right? And I'm not... Look, when when, when a show gets it, that when one of the characters dies, that you can't look at fucking potatoes the same way again without getting emotional. It says a lot about the writing of the show, but, yeah, no, fuck Gabby, killing... Killing, I'm like, why? Right? It's not, it's not good. No one wants Sasha to die. Everyone loves Sasha. Sasha is amazing. And that really killed me. Um, just seeing that bullet go through her chest. Because Gabby is an emotional little bitch. And, oh, yes, there's Erin. No, Erin is cool. Right? And Erin has a point. Right? Gabby knew how the world worked and she still acted like this. Erin was trapped within walls, didn't really have a clue what was really going on and his whole life had been suppressed. Alright, so is Gabby in the slums of Marley. I don't care, right? And maybe I'm in the wrong here. Maybe I should sympathise more with Gabby, but she just killed Sasha. I don't care. Erin and the co have not killed any characters who are, oh, they killed Udo and... This is the... I don't even fucking know the two kids' names. Falco and Gabby are the only ones I fucking remembered. Right, which is clear that they were the ones that were meant to be important. Right, so I don't... I don't care. Like, the people of Mali killed important people. Marco. Irvin. Right, so many other scouts. Thomas, like... He wasn't a scout, he was just a member of the training corps at the time we died. But that's not the point. Right, Hanez, right? I'm not... 
doesn't balance out here, right? Gabby can go fuck herself because, oh my god, Sasha. I mean, that's really the only analysis I have of that episode. Oh, and the fact that, <laughs> I mean, I'll get more into this in a bit. But the way Zeke shits himself whenever <laughs> Levi opens his mouth is brilliant, honestly. And Eren, oh my god, mm, the parallels between sort of Irving and Armin. But then in a weird way, Eren and, and Levi in their two relationship. But honestly, uh, to be fair, no, the way that Levi just kicked Eren as soon as he came on the ship and like remarked, huh, just as easy to kick as ever, ha ha ha. But then you see as the conversation goes on, Levi goes from angry to looking in Eren's eyes and and actually relating to him and whilst not agreeing with what he's done, sympathising with him. And I think that goes a long way to show Eren and Levi's relationship and how far they've come that Levi, as much as he he does very much disagree with Eren's plan and what, what he wants to do at the moment, he um he can sympathise, he can see those eyes and see a man who had no choice uh, but to do what he needed to do to survive, which is something Eva, Levi can very much relate to uh, given his past. Um, yeah, so their dynamic was was perfect as always, um, just just great. And oh, the bit where Erin literally, he had one of his cracks in his facade. Obviously, he's got this new cool, calm demeanour, and then it's just when he's in his Titan form, he, he goes a bit berserk, um, which is obviously what the Titans meant to represent anyway. But I'll get to that in a bit. Um, he had his, his full-on mental break when he found out that Sasha's last words were meat because he started laughing and. Some people I watched reactions misinterpreted that as him, oh, finding it funny. No, I'm like, that is like the Joker. Like, he's laughing in a mental breakdown. It, it, it's, it's laughing through the tears almost and the pain. It, it's a full on mental breakdown you're watching there, and it's really, really tragic and heartfelt and really horrible to see. Um, but then, sort of moving, moving swiftly on to um, episode nine, the one that came out yesterday, as recording this, so it would have been on the Sunday. Um, that was fucking incredible, wasn't it? Like, I love episodes like that, where it's not very action-heavy, but it builds the world and builds the characters, but you're still hooked. Like, it explained how the scouts and the people of Paradise have upgraded their technology so much, and, you know, because before, most... A lazy writer would just leave you to think, oh, well, they've upgraded it somehow, move along. This one explains that, no, they used the tech from Marley and the people that they gained as supporters on their side because of Zeke from Marley and then upgraded their tech, had better weapons and stuff. Still obviously using the ODM gear because why wouldn't you? But, and I really liked that touch, uh, showing that. Uh, Elena was, was an interesting character. Um, I don't know why you'd worship Zeke, but you do, that's great. She she was interesting and I did enjoy that, um, that dynamic as well. Uh, Nicholas, Nick, was that his name, Nicholas? He was... You know, for a character that I only met that episode, I felt really sorry for him at, at Sasha's funeral. That was heartbreaking. And then when he offers to cook, um, cook the um, Sasha's family food, because obviously she was the biggest fan of his food, he was like, "Look, I know I'm only a Marley prisoner here, but I would love to cook you food." And when the dad says, "On the house, right?" and shakes his hand, you know, sort of makes a joke of it. It shows that Nicholas has been accepted into Paradis society in a way. And respect for him, and he clearly had some sort of relationship or bond with Sasha. But the most gut-wrenching thing was, oh my God, Connie and John at, at at Sasha's funeral. That broke me. Like seeing the fact that them coming to grips with the fact that their little trio is gone, and then Connie of all people, who he even said himself, Sasha was like his his twin. They were joined at the hip. They were partners in crime. He he did love her like a sister, and seeing him 
at her grave just breaking down because she's gone was honestly it had me in tears I couldn't handle it it was like oh god no please stop like I can't it was so real and so raw and oh no that was that was a real heartbreaking moment and once again kudos to writers animators voice actors you you shouldn't be able to break me like this but you do um <laughs> but yeah the most interesting thing is that okay so now connie and sasha are no longer a duo at least i've got a new favorite duo to replace it and it's not it's a very unlikely duo because they hate each other and that's what i love about it zeke and levi is just amazing even though i'm fully aware zeke is probably going to betray or try to get away from levi because it's Zeke and he's very underhanded their relationship is so because they both hate each other so much and you can tell Levi's just like a an angry babysitter at this point and honestly every time he throws an insult Zeke's way like the one where it's like oh look I brought you to the trees because you're an ape and a beast and an animal and haha or every time he just threatens to kill him you can see that as, as tough as and confident as Zeke is trying to act he's shitting himself because he knows full well Levi can and will do it and honestly I'd I really, I, 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 I just really want to, oh, I, I wish I could have seen the conversation where Hanji had to explain to Levi that that was his job. And actually, I was speaking to uh, Pharaoh earlier about this, and I sort of wrote out my own reenactment of the scene, uh, what I think it would have gone like. You know what, I'm actually going to read it out to you, because I think it's absolutely fucking priceless. Give me one sec. So this is basically a dialogue that I wrote between between Levi and Hanji as a way to sort of justify what's going on between them. So it starts off with Levi and then moves into Hanji and we'll just see how it goes. Why me? Can't it be anyone else? You're the only one strong enough to take him down with ease and you know that. C come, come, it must be someone else. Mikasa, Armin, he the guy literally makes a nuke when he transforms. Can they not do it? No, Levi, it has to be you. Please, anyone else. I'll kill him. I mean, Levi, that's kind of the point. No, 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 I'll kill him before I'm meant to. Levi. Hanji. Levi. Just go. <sighs> Fine. I'll make him clean, though. Irving wouldn't have made me do this, you know. Yes, he would have, and you would have threatened to break his legs for doing it in the process. So, fr quite frankly, Levi, this is character progress. <sighs> Fine. Just, just shut up. And that is how I feel. The conversation between Hanji and Zeke would have gone as uh, they tried to, uh, not Hanji and Zeke, Hanji and Levi went, as Hanji told Levi he had to babysit Zeke, which it just makes my, my I just feel happy hearing it because, because Levi hates Zeke and that's fine, we all hate Zeke. Um, I have no doubt he's going to betray the scouts to try and get Erin to do some other sort of plan and bear in mind I know where Erin's plan is going. I've got a feeling Erin's going to stab him in the back too, so good on Erin. Um, but yeah, the, the new dynamic between Levi and Zeke is quite funny, and I just love the fact that Levi can keep threatening him and Zeke can do fuck and all. Also, sorry, why is Gabby still alive? The fact that I saw her still alive, I'm like, look, I know you guys are meant to be the morally good guys, but could Levi not have just stabbed her by this point? I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I get their kids, but like, eh. They've done what I don't... Hmm. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe child cruelty isn't isn't the way forward. But yeah, I just oh, the just 
the last two episodes are a lot to process. There's always a lot to fucking process with this show. Even there was the scenes in the most recent one where you see Eren and Mikasa sort of processing. Th Armin is the main one there. I feel like him processing everything that's going on and the flashbacks to three years ago. By the way, where Eren was like, I was trying to protect Historia. Honestly, if he survives and they don't get together, I'm going to be so upset because those two just match and it works. Anyway, yeah, Armin in the three years ago when Eren basically reveals his plan for the rumbling, you can see that everyone's like, look, I can see where you're coming from and we kind of agree, but we really don't. And it's like tearing Mikasa, Armin, Levi, it's tearing them all apart because they see where Eren's coming from and they see that really Eren doesn't have a choice, but at the same time, they don't want to do this. They don't want to be the cause of a genocide and seeing that that duality in them and seeing them being torn apart time after time it's really quite devastating um and it's horrible to watch um as a viewer knowing how much you care about these characters um i say armin being torn apart by the and then erin erin because he's being torn apart as well but as i say you don't really see it. he doesn't let the guard down or the facade down but then then, then you just look at like, the moment where, where he finds out about Sasha's last words and he breaks, he snaps, he's gone. That is Eren Jaeger just gone in that moment. He snaps and, and you can see that he is struggling too, but for most of the time he's so focused on the goal that he can... He keeps moving forward. He doesn't have the luxury of looking back because if he does, he will break. He will fall under the weight of everything that's going on. But he chooses not to. He chooses to keep looking forward, keep moving forward, ignoring everything else because nothing else matters in that regard. It's all about achieving his goal of freedom. And watching him do that, but as it slowly breaks him because he has to hold it all in, he has to hide all these emotions, all this pain, just to let it happen and it oh that's what we're gonna get onto in a bit when I, I think I'm gonna do a bit more of a dissection of Aaron Jaeger's character. Um but before I get onto that I will go on to the sponsor which as always is uh Shmurp, who does brilliant commissions. Uh you can find him on uh King's Eyes Life. You can go to the commissions page and get great graphic designs by a great guy for you know reasonable commission prices uh, very good commission prices in fact and get top quality work he's great to work with and will cater to all of your commission needs so please do go check him out there um he, he really is is great and the work is fantastic and while we are plugging let's do the social medias you can follow this particular show uh, on twitter which is at you have failed sv where you get updates on episodes what episodes are going out when they're going out which is every tuesday at 8 p.m um uk time don't know where it is for you lot you can work that out i'm not listing every single fucking time zone um yep you can follow it there uh you get updates on the show you can follow my personal twitter page which is at vader saying uh where you get random tweets from me a lot about attack on titan at the moment um normally chatting with a few people on twitter as well about random things apex you know it i, I do it it's to follow me there also the pinned tweet on the twitter though is the link to my discord server where we can discuss attack on titan to all of our hearts consent or Yu-Gi-Oh, or chaotic or star wars or transformers or harry potter or i don't know my little pony if you want i've never watched it but we can talk about it um i'm sure those horses are pretty cool ponies sorry um honestly if you want to talk about any fandom um you can talk about it there and um, you can suggest new ideas for episodes of podcasts for me. 
uh, but obviously they will be backlogging a bit for after Attack on Titan, but when Attack on Titan finishes, I will need something that fails. Um, so please, you can suggest me really shit things to watch or pretend to watch and then just look up reviews if it's that bad that I don't want to sit through more of it. <laughs> so I can have more failure content for all of you, but thank you once again so much for the support. It really does mean a lot. And without further ado, Erin Yeager. Ah, the man I could dissect on a psychological level, not literally, I love him, and when he dies, I'll be processing that for fucking ever. Never gonna get over it. Um, he, I could literally talk about it for hours, and something I sort of realized today watching the new episode, watching the way he held everything in, is that Eren Yeager is pretty much the living embodiment of, of repression, human repression, you know, caused by society. He he was brought up in a world where he was constantly repressed, told that this is what life is, you're stuck here, this, that, the other, you know, the walls are physical reminders of where he was and the mental state he was stuck in. In a world where all the other adults are happy to be complacent, just living the way they are, as sheep, as cattle, as livestock, um, not really doing or achieving anything, just, just going by the motions. He, he always knew there was more, he had this thirst to go outside the walls, there was this hunger that he knew he was entitled to more, that there was more out there. Um, but society told him no, told him the curiosity is bad. They lied to him, they hid from him and all the adults around him fell for the lie, but he wouldn't. But because he was repressed his whole life, that repression then was released in a massive surge of anger. And that anger is embodied by the Titan. You know, as he becomes the attack Titan, it's basically the embodiment of his rage, which is something you see in season four. As Eren Jaeger, he's cool, calm, collected. He's he's quite a strategist now. He's very clever, very wise. But as soon as he still becomes the attack Titan, he's still a violent monster. And that is because that is the only time he can truly vent himself and stop being repressed is as a Titan. And in that respect, is Eren Jaeger a meta commentary on human society and the human mindset because obviously as we know attack on titan is very much a, a, a commentary on war anyway but is it a commentary on more than that you look at Eren Yeager he was brought up in a society with walls around him being told that the the basic animals outside were the enemy and this that and the other but then one day he wakes up and he has the ability to become one of those enemies now is this the equivalent of society telling us that you know any bad thoughts we have, any negative feelings or emotions we have are evil, we should forget about them. Is this equivalent of, you know, a, a preacher or a teacher or a parent telling you that you're not allowed to have these negative thoughts and feelings, when in reality, suppressing them leads to them coming out in a much more aggressive way. In Erin's case, he became the embodiment of humanity's rage, which now is boiling over to a point where he's planning on committing a genocide. Now, does this say something about human society? You know, should we tell kids that, you know, having a bad thought or a bad day is is a bad thing? Should we, or should we accept that there's darkness or evil inside every single one of us? Everyone alive has the capacity for evil just as much as they have the capacity for good. Now, I'm not saying don't bring people up, obviously, on good values, but also don't ignore the fact that there is a devil on our shoulder. There is influence from dark forces or, you know, whatever you believe. I, I don't want to impeach on anyone's beliefs and 
I'm not going to cover obviously every religion or every spiritualistic aspect, but it'd be foolish to ignore that there's darkness inside every single human being alive on this planet. Every single one of us has had a bad thought like, oh, I could, I don't know, you know, oh, I could push this person here, or I could do this here, I could do that there, I could cheat here, I could, you know, we've all had these dark thoughts and inclinations, and society tries to suppress us and make us these perfect robots of ways we should live you know completely negating our animal instincts um and i weirdly enough as i was coming to these conclusions i found a youtube video who had a similar idea and this is where it really elevated my idea of human oppression forward when he spoke about science and things and the humans have this part that's called a reptile brain because obviously we're apes the reptile brain is basically the part of our brain that is animalistic uh in nature back 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 to basics and weirdly enough this part of our brain is located where sort of the brain stalk and 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 the neck sort of sort of meet um and and the, the back and and where where is that on a human that's the nape of the neck what is the weakness of a titan it's the nape now in that regard titans are like the animals they're, they're natural they're basic a titan's existence is only to roam around and, and well, consume humans um it's basic instinct or as humans are civilized they live inside the walls they're doing this that and the other but erin accepts that eventually he is part animal too and only in doing that could he then move forward society still repressed him and he moved forward in a very genocidal way mind you but it was only through accepting the darkness and, and the animal within him and you know sort of rejecting society in a certain way because when they, they found out he was a titan society tried to slam him down straight away no you can't do that we need to get rid of you you're a sign of evil blah 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 and that says a lot about society and the fact that if you're different you won't be accepted if you express views that aren't coherent with society you know a society that was constructed by who in attack on titans case it's the elite who want to keep the truth hidden about the titans and animal instincts is that the same of real human society have we been constructed in a way that we're suppressed we're kept secret we're kept where we want to be and not thinking the way they want us to think and I only say this now because these are thoughts. Oh, this is going to make me sound really bad. I've had since I was a child. I've always, basically, since I was a child, I've been an Erin Jaeger. Um, no word of a lie. There is no single character in fiction I relate to more than I ever have done Erin Jaeger. I think that's why I've fallen for him the way that I have. He reminds me so much of myself. Um, always questioning life, always questioning why, this, that, and the other, always wanting more, never really being happy with the way life was constructed around me. Um, and, you know, you'd always be told, no, you can't do this, you can't like that, you can't... And, yeah, it pissed me off, and I'm pretty sure there was a point in time where I would have happily, you know, just gone, no, wipe them out get rid of humanity we're a plague we're bad we're this that and the other i've got to a point now where i think people have talked that opinion out of me a bit more um in realizing that yeah it, it's wrong it's killing people is morally wrong i think people appealed to my uh, moral conscience but <laughs> at the same time you can't blame Aaron for the situation he's in and i really relate to the fact that he's been brought up in a world where 
He's been told what to think, told what to feel, told how to live. And to be fair, with current world events, I think people are starting to wake up to the truth. But Erin is an example of the truth, of the fact that civilization is both a blessing and a curse. Yes, it's beautiful. It gives you opportunity. You know, you don't have to be scavenging and hunting, wandering, you know, wandering around without shelter or anything. But at the same time, it, it forces you into a box where you have to follow rules and regulations. And yeah, some rules are good. You know, no murder, don't steal, this, that and the other. And you're always going to have the people that give in too much to their dark side and commit what we now know as crimes. But at the same time, that will always be a part of us is this animalistic, natural state of being. Uh, this this dark side that questions and people don't like questions these days and that's what Erin Yeager was he were questions that people don't like to the point where he was tried they tried to silence him and the other scouts once he got inside their heads and made them realize they would the government tried to silence them because they were no longer well they were dangerous because they were asking all the right questions at all the wrong times and that that's incredible writing and Erin Yeager is is humanity's repression and dark side and everything he is the innermost reflection of what it means to be human um in a world where you're suppressed and forced into a box by society and maybe that's something we should all take into our current lives I'm not saying go and you know turn into a titan and kill everyone but I am saying that because <laughs> you know I've learned since I've grown up from being a child that death stars aren't real and blowing up planets and killing everyone are bad I grew up and people taught me that that was a bad thing and I agree with them it is um, but it doesn't shake the pain and the feelings that I know I had and the anger that I felt towards the fact that I still don't feel like I'm living the right way some things are still missing, things are changing, things are moving, but the frustration is unreal. And Erin Yeager represents that. And once again, that's why I've fallen in love with his character, because for the first time ever, I found a character I can relate to. He's not just a hero who's like, yeah, I'm, ooh, all these life-changing things, I'm going to shoulder it and be awesome. And he's not quite the basic level of, oh, all these terrible things are happening, I'm going to become evil and brooding. He's human, he reacts in a normal way. He doesn't always get stronger because of tragedy. Sometimes it tears him the fuck down and he just has to keep fighting anyway because that's who he is. That's that's who Erin Yeager is. And he's incredible and I feel like we should learn from him. Yes, once again, I'm not saying, you know, become completely evil, but maybe we should all, to keep this relevant to Attack on Titan, except that all of us have the ability to become a titan you know that's what humanity is all titans are just humans who have obviously been forcibly turned into titans but if you think about the symbolism of that that's just people who have just fully give taken animalistic form natural form and we should all accept that we have the capacity to become titans and we should learn to live with and work with said titan to become the most the best the most optimal version of ourself don't completely give in to society and it, its restraints but also 
don't give in entirely, but, but don't go completely the other way and just destroy everything and be evil. You know, except yin and yang, the balance, you can't have darkness without light. A lot of philosophers have said that, you know, I cast a shadow, therefore, you know, I'm not complete without the darkness and stuff like this. It's, you can't have dark without light and you can't have light without dark. The two wouldn't exist without each other and people need to accept that. People need to accept that there's darkness within all of us. Those who preach that you must be pure and holy, no, that's, that's not right. And anyone goes, oh, that's what Jesus did. I'm like, well, yeah, but if that's what you believe and what you believe in, that's fine. That's great. I'm not going to impeach my views on anyone. I'm not going to say what I believe regarding any of these topics, per se, like religious or spiritual or, other, or otherwise. But if that's what you believe, you, you also need to remember that Jesus was the son of God. He, yes, he was, he was mostly God as a man. Of course he was going to be perfect. And even then, you can make the very logical argument that he was an alcoholic so is he perfect i don't of course he's not he's human he was god made human he had flaws he made mistakes you know and he he could be almost tempted by the devil he wasn't perfect but at the same time i think idolizing a man that is perfect is wrong this is why i hate superman he's just fuck off have a floor and then come back to me right you need i think real idols are the likes people like erin yeager maybe not where he's heading as much but then again we're not put in as extreme a situation as erin is thank fuck you know thank god we're not in in that world and put into his situation because it must be awful and as I've said before, he hates what he has to do, but it's just the way the world is for him. It's the way the world has formed itself around him. Um, and you feel bad for him. But he's the kind of person you should look up to. Most people in Attack on Titan, there's not one character in Attack on Titan who isn't real, doesn't react in real ways. And you could look up to any of them. If you want to be a great leader, look up to Commander Irvin. If you want to be you know, a great cleaner, look up to Captain Levi, <laughs> you know, if you want to be a good friend, look up to Sasha, Jesus Christ, I'm going to miss her so much, if you want to be, you know, a good scientist, look up to Hanji, you know, it's, it's, Attack on Titan, I think, have real heroes, not heroes in the fact of, yeah, they're morally right, they're doing everything right, they're, you know, good old-fashioned American heroes, I say American, because, most heroes are American. Um, but they are what should be considered real life heroes. They are real people. More so than celebrities are. Because obviously celebrities still put on an act. They put on a persona. That's not who they really are. For the most part. You know. These people are real. Whilst also showing everything going on. And telling a fantastic story. These are people I think we should aspire to be like. And... You know, we could all do with being a bit more Commander Irving. We could all do with being a bit more Aaron Yeager. Um, the world needs more people like that. Yes, they're good in certain situations. Irving would only be useful in a motivational situation, you know, as a leader. And Aaron would only be useful... Okay, don't necessarily become an Aaron. Trust me, it's not. From experience, you don't want to live like that. Um, but... He... The basis of his mindset, the bare bones of it, I think there's something that can be taken away from that. 
taken away from Eren Yeager um, and, and who he is at his core. You know, a good person, his heart but accepts the animal, accepts the bad side, the evil within him to make one full person, one very well-rounded person. But he's just proof of what happens when society then keeps suppressing you anyway and you boil over and him boiling over is going to destroy the world but then if you look at it obviously the wall was being a representation of society just trapping him because in life we're all trapped by walls whether it's mental ones we put up ourselves or the walls society puts up around us in the way that we should live our lives but Erin's taking that metaphor and the rumbling as much as it's a genocide the rumbling is in essence him taking down those walls because to commit the rumbling he's got to release the colossal titans from inside the walls which means the walls are going to crumble the walls of his world that have constricted him his whole life he is finally breaking down he is breaking those walls for the first time in his whole life he can see freedom on the horizon because he has broken down his walls and whilst hopefully in real life breaking down your walls does not lead to the deaths of millions of people in life i feel like we should all break down our walls and and take a step into the right direction don't be constrained by being told what you're meant to do what you're meant to look like what you're meant to sound like what you're meant to be interested in you know and and that's just on a base level of materialistic i suppose even on a higher level of just the way you're supposed to live your life don't settle for what you're being told your lot in life is aim higher think bigger Erin Jaeger always clung to his dream of freedom and he is going to break down his walls to try and achieve it yes he's doing it in the wrong way but on a base level that's what he's doing and you can do that too if you want to be someone you're not at the moment because you've been told you can't be break down those walls and be who you are if you want to like a certain type of music but people tell you oh it's not cool you can't like it break down those walls tell them to go fuck themselves embrace your inner titan embrace the person you really are the light the dark the animal and who you are and go and achieve it that is what Erin Jaeger represents on so many levels and he represents a lot I've said a lot about him and what he represents anger rage repression hope freedom he represents all of these things and at his heart i think the conclusion of what erin really represents is the human condition he represents everything it means to be human in every way possible um on a base level obviously when you get into characteristics it's a bit different and not a lot of people i suppose are going to relate to him in that way not the way i do i relate to him in a very specific kind of way um, from a part in my life that I was very down, you know, and I'm not going to go into that quite yet and give you my my life story and, you know, not not best times in, in my life and whatever. Um, but, um, yeah, sorry, I sidetracked trying to think about myself then. So obviously I relate to her in a very specific way from a very dark time and dark thoughts and things in my life but everyone in a way has a part of Erin Jaeger in them because he is part of the human condition and, and in a way I think anyone can relate to him if they think about it on a slightest level and that is good character writing and, and that is just 
beautiful storytelling and honestly I mean he's a brilliant character anyway but the fact that I I see myself in him so much and I could be him so much so easily could be him um you know if if I didn't have it's not even like he didn't have the friends but he was put into a real tough situation but I know full well if if I didn't have the friends I did I I would have ended up on a very dark path like he did um but fortunately I didn't I, I managed to save well I didn't save myself I had people save me I suppose and and let's hope that Arian's friends can can pull through and save him um <sighs> save him from himself at this point um but yeah he he's incredible and so is attack on titan um but you know i need to fail something so gabby fuck off you failed um and attack on titan you haven't failed erin jaeger i no you i i can't get enough of you attack on titan erin jaeger you have not failed in any way erin jaeger you are the most brilliant human being in the world i'm not saying that because you're like me that sounds really self-centered but you really are and i owe a lot to Aaron jaeger he's made me realize a lot about myself and i wouldn't ha be having these self-reflections on myself if i hadn't seen this all take place from from the third person obviously when i lived it and i was in the situation you don't see it from at the outside but seeing it as i'm watching erin has really helped me reflect and see things from a from another perspective and it's really helped me i think process a lot of what i think and feel and feel less i don't know i i don't know that's that's not the point but no that you have not failed uh, at all and neither of any of you guys once again thank you so much for the 2000 listens it really does mean so much to me i really do appreciate it and i hope you enjoy the attack on titan uh fan fest that is coming your way um yeah thank you so much for listening I'll speak to you next week, guys.